0: Los Angeles, 1937. There are lots of guys like J.J. Gittes. They're easy to find, if you want to find them.
1: Mr. Gittes, have we ever met? Well, no. Never? Never. Since you agree with me that we've never met before, you must also agree with me that I've never hired you to do anything, certainly not spy on my husband. You don't get tough with anyone, Mr. Giddies. My lawyer does.
0: You do your job. And sometimes you find the answers to questions that should never be asked. Or you find out what happens to people who ask them. Hold it there, kitty cat. You're a very nosy fellow, kitty cat, huh?
1: Hey everybody, it's Adam Shartov, your host of Film Wax Radio, it's... Thursday, February 20th, 2020. I guess that makes it 02202020. Just thinking aloud. Anyway, uh, this is episode number 599 of the podcast. It's a fun episode, actually. If you're a fan of the 70s, I'm sure many of you are that are out there listening. But if you're a fan of the 70s, there is a new book just came out days ago. About the making of the movie Chinatown, it's it's remarkable that there hasn't been such a comprehensive book out before. As the uh, guest author Sam Wasson tells me somewhere in the uh, upcoming you know interview, uh, there was like a BFI book. They do a series on the making of films, but this is a very different take. In fact, I'll, I'll just let you know. Again, it's called the Big Buy. Kind of comes from a point of view of of taking the the key. Players, the key people involved in the film: Bob Town, Bob Evans, uh, Jack Nicholson, Roman Polanski. Uh, it takes these people, and it kind of comes from their breaks it up into their experiences as they're making the film. You know, or they come, they're coming together to make the film. So you've got some of the most top talented people from their various positions. That, you know, at the top of their careers you know at the height of their power at the height of their artistic careers and they come together at this particular moment in time and uh together make this uh, film and it's just that synergy which produces one of the great films of all time i i think chinatown is generally considered one of the top movies uh certainly american films I just go visiting the American Film Institute, the AFI's website for the top 100 films, and Chinatown uh, number 21. Right between It's a Wonderful Life and Some Like It Hot, so there you go. It's hard to believe, but in 2024, the movie will be 50 years old, so this movie is about 45 years old and uh, still sitting at very top of the list of most lists in fact but anyway so you got all these people coming together and sam has written this wonderful book so if you were a fan of chinatown um you're going to want to pick this up it is uh, published by flatiron books and it is currently available where books are sold again it's called the big goodbye and um i'm happy to bring sam onto the show he was in los angeles and I was here in New York and we managed to uh, yet sound like we're in the same room through the miracle of technology. So without further hesitation, I'm going to now uh, play you that conversation with Sam. Again, it's called "The Big Goodbye: Chinatown and the Last Years of Hollywood." Here we go, my conversation with author Sam Wasson here on Filmwax radio.) <laughs>
2: Hi. 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 Uh, I didn't so expect where are... you to call. What a surprise. Oh, yeah, I just, you were on my mind. Well, thank you. I missed you. I missed you, so. <laughs>
1: and an I <IU>. <laughs> you. Thank well, you. What time am I expected for tonight's dinner party, by the
2: about way? About 6, about 6.30. If you, you know what, if you could bring dinner, that would be great. Just <laughs> dinner for about seven people. How many? Seven.
1: Seven. Yeah. Are, are uh, What are you serving? Steak.
2: It's the only thing I can cook. Steak? Yeah, I guess that's not really cooking. It's grilling. Is it grilling no. cooking? I don't know.
1: Yes, yes, it's under the rubric of cooking. Yeah, okay, unless so you're serving it rare. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> or or no. raw, I should say. No. What neighborhood are you in, by the way?
2: I live in um, Laurel Canyon.
1: Oh, that's a that's a beautiful neighborhood.
2: I lo- uh, yes, it's beautiful and um, it's historic and has mm-hmm. retained some of the history. It's got a foot in in past and present which really I, 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 which i oh, love
1: yeah i gotta get back there and, and explore i'm probably going to be in the area it's either well let's see when my kids one of his school breaks in the later in the late winter early spring something like that his mother who i'm not married to but she is um, an actor and she is um, oh, on a series i'm sorry so. to hear that <laughs> no, she's doing well. Okay. But she's she's on a series and she's in the cast, so she's doing very well. Okay. And she's going to be there she's leaving in February to get to go there and I'll probably bring my son, you know, to visit at some point.
2: Yeah, well, so, I mean, I th- there's no there's no bad time to come, but I mean, if you're leaving New York, winter would be a fabulous time,
1: obviously. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, no, come um, on out here. Yeah. I, Especially well, I, if you I, love I, the movies, right? Exactly. I know. I usually line things up when I'm there too, for the podcast. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. Well, I was excited. I think it was your publicist who reached out to me, a, at least a couple of months ago, and put your you know book on my my radar because um, maybe uh, I had done something with another previous uh, book, is my guess. But I, what a, what a thrill to um to to be. That, you know, that it was and that he didn't just find out about it, you know, That's <laughs> after good. the book made was already the paperback edition or something That's horrific. That's good. So, uh, uh, because this is, you know, one of my favorite movies is Chinatown. Um, I mean, it's hardly an original thing to say if you're a movie lover at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, and <clears throat> uh, this is, I think, an un... Uh, It's not a very uh, controversial thing to say that Chinatown is one of the best movies ever made, especially in the United States or in Hollywood.
2: Yeah, I think it's um, a truth pretty universally acknowledged. Um, If someone were to say they didn't like Chinatown, you would be a little confused. I'd be interested personally. I mean, I would That's be true. you know, yeah. it's it's so so I'm still looking for that person. Although I found a couple of them and I love when I find them. Um
1: Oh, I imagine you would, yeah. Yeah, no, you Can find you,
2: them. You find them and um Do
1: you proselytize?
2: No, no. I I you know, if they're if they're a smart and informed person, I don't need to try to bring them over to the dark side. Um I I genuinely like to hear. Now, if they're not a smart and informed person, then I draw then I nuke them. And right. and uh but that's that's just that's just where I live emotionally. Um but but general but you know, living in LA I'm around people who love the movies and are informed about the movies, and you do find someone who says says, Well, Chinatown, you know, it is overrated. Well shh sh- I mean anything would anything that's been at the top of the pantheon as long as Chinatown has is almost by definition overrated. Um so it's vulnerable to to uh, counter argument. I mean you can't right. really and- say anything is the best movie of all time. So when someone no. says Chinatown's the best movie of all time, you, it's natural for someone to raise an eyebrow and say, "Oh, well you mean it's better than Vertigo?" Well, how do you have that argument? You know what I mean,
1: right? Of course. First of all, it's uh, as you're getting to; it's very subjective. Secondly, what what are we? You know, there are different kinds of film. There's so many factors involved, uh, anyway. And and in the end of the day, really, who cares?
2: Uh, so, yeah, who cares? You know, who yeah. cares? Um, yeah. yeah, even this business of Chinatown being the greatest screenplay ever written—I mean, I don't know how do you quantify that. I mean, can, let's let's just say it's a let's just say it's a great screenplay. Is it better than Network? I mean, I don't know. Maybe if you want to take a scalpel to the structure of Chinatown and how well organized it is, down to you know, down to the down to the <laughs> down to the. Small as detail, I I think you could maybe say Chinatown is more conceptually organized than a great thing like network. But network has, you know, these arias that are like nothing that appear in Chinatown. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I love all my children equally.
1: Right. Well, let's get a a little bit more housekeeping out of the way just real quick. The name of the book is called Big Goodbye, it's written by Sam Wasson. It is uh, coming out, uh, hitting, hitting, what is the street date? They used to call things like the street date or the shelf date. What do they, I don't the know f- what they call it now. I
2: think, I think, pub, publicate, no, publication date, the February publication 4th. Publication date, February yeah. 4th. Oh, yeah. okay.
1: So perfect timing here. And it is a, 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 a I guess you could say, uh, uh, the making of Chinatown. The, the book is the origin story of the film. And all the various people, artists that were involved in the making of it, the core team and mm-hmm. their stories, correct?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would also say that it's a that I mean, it's hard to speak for your own thing because you don't know what's in there, you know. Even though you wrote it, you don't really know what. You don't really know what's, I guess, in there. I mean, if it made it out of your head onto the page, but if if it all made it out of my head, then it's also a a book about. Chinatowns, plural. I mean, like emotional Chinatowns, political Chinatowns, and and the Chinatownization of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, you know, that hopefully that sits on top of this book about the making of Chinatown and the making of the making and unmaking of an era, um, um, which is, I'd say, the late '60s to mid mid '70s in Hollywood.
1: Right, well, you're kind of in two eras at the same time, almost like you're in that era, and then you're also in the era the film takes place in, which is uh, the th- the 30s, right? yeah, early the 30s, 30s, right yeah, before yeah, it's yeah. World War II, right? Yeah. And you know where LA is being born in a way, or at least the, what we know is the modern LA, and um, it's what that's what's so compelling about it. You know, one thing I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what what it What does this expression it's you know forget it Jake it's Chinatown right the last words in the movie but it's a state of mind as is the book as your book keeps coming around that that concept you know that that Chinatown is a state of mind and so i was trying to get to the bottom of what that meant rather than just say yeah i get it it's a state of mind but really really what is that state of mind and i was really anxious to hear your interpretation of that
2: well, I, I, I could borrow Robert Town's definition, Robert Town, the screenwriter. Um, he talks about it in terms of the futility of good intentions, which I think is just a beautiful and tragic phrase. I mean, when mm-hmm. you realize, in a sense, that your dreams or your reason or your integrity has hit a wall and there's nothing you can do about it.
1: Mm. And in so... other words, forget
2: it. Forget it, Jake.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then to take a step back, as you said before, Chinatown is a is a truly a beloved film, almost almost consensus wise. And was that an intimidating thing for you to do? Were you a little concerned about that going into the project that, you know, you had to really come up with the goods here? Which well, you did. Y-
2: yes, of course. I mean, I'm concerned when I do any project, well, even if it was even if it was a movie that was universally reviled, I'd be, I'd be concerned. Because the minute you put your heart in, onto a page, you're, you're vulnerable. Um, so I, it wasn't so much that, that it was the, 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 the high esteem the movie has that, that scares me or that makes me nervous going out into the world. It's just that I love it and I love writing about it. And, and, and my, whole, my, my whole self is in, is in the book. Hmm. Um. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Does that answer, does that make sense? Sure.
1: Sure. Sure. I, the movie I think, itself you know,
2: doesn't intimidate me. In other words, writing intimidates right.
1: me. Sure. Sure. That makes sense. And um, I just can't believe that 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 there nobody unless I'm mistaken, it there wasn't any other book that took on this subject.
2: There. There is a small. Um, a short i should say book that the bf the bfi british film institute right. is a wonderful series of yes, sort of close analyses of of movies um, um of a cool book um about Chinatown um i uh, 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 the name of the author escapes me um but um uh, that's not like the kind of book that i was that i'm doing um um in fact you know i recommend that book if you want a more um, stylistic analysis of, mm-hmm. of the movie, um, that BFI film on China. But in terms of what I'm doing, no, there was, there, there was nothing. And that's one, when, when you do what I do for a living, you try to find that sweet spot of, of uh, a subject that's in the public consciousness, but paradoxically hasn't been written about. It's very hard right. to get both of those going at the same time. And so mm. when when my mind crossed Chinatown, I thought, ah, oh, oh yes, I got, I got, I hooked, I hooked a good one here.
1: And yeah, and I think before what I was trying to articulate, and I don't think I did a great job. Is the book? It's in a way you you. What I think it is is it, it, at some point in your book, I I think it's in the book, although No, it's not. You know where it is? It's in, and I know you've heard this before, uh, or listened to it. Of course, is the audio commentary with. Uh, Town Robert and Fincher? Town.
2: Town and Fincher, yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. Town and, and David Fincher, who yeah. do the audio commentary. And at certain point, I think it's Fincher, because I can't imagine Town would have been quite so bold to say this, but I think, you know, it's like the coming together of these brilliant artists, which will, of course, include Roman Polanski and um, certainly Robert Evans, who else? We oh, well,
2: the obviously, obviously, Jack, I mean, um, Jack
1: Nicholson, of course,
2: right. Yeah. I mean, Anthea Silbert, the costume designer, oh, of course, uh, right. Dick Silbert,
1: David Sil- Dick Silbert, rather. Yes. And yes. Jerry, Dick Silbert. Jerry Goldsmith. Uh, yep. Yep. Uh, and, and all of these amazing people came together on the right, on the same project at the right moment and the, with all the right pieces put together. And this is such an exceptional thing that this wasn't supposed to happen. This brilliant movie came out of this but well like I, I mean nobody I ho- did it and and, and as a, i'm sorry as a, as also as a result of the, nobody ever quite topped this again this was like the best thing they ever did as a group and individually perhaps
2: well i i like to think of i mean who knows maybe one could argue you know polanski's made better mo- yeah. i i think polanski's made better it's not my favorite polanski movie you know i nope. mean um one could Could uh,
1: rosemary's baby or
2: i like i would put rosemary up there i put the pianist up there um i'd put knife in the water up there tess i mean in fact i like all these movies even more than i like chinatown but that just yeah that's but that's just Mm. because roman is that special of a a director i mean um you know i mean i i just think he's as good as it gets um but but there's no use, you know, splitting hairs. Let's just call them all great and and agree. Um, but to to answer your question, um, I, I I think to answer what I think is your question, um, while while no one ever thinks, you know, is is no one is ever certain they're making a masterpiece. When you're dealing with Bob Evans at the height of his power at Paramount, um, you have a good shot. You have a better shot, probably, than almost anywhere else ever in the history of the movies, um, or certainly since the Freed unit, for instance. That you're going to that you have the tools at your disposal to um, hit the jackpot. So on the one hand, it's an accident because there are always x factors and unknowns. On the other hand, um, you know when you stack the deck in your favor with talent um y- you can uh, you can feel you can feel that you're on the right path
1: yeah i guess i'm also feeling like jack nicholson let argue it's also arguable perhaps some people might have preferred five easy pieces or let's say the last detail i mean everybody's got their favorites right right but but chinatown for me i've seen it probably half a dozen times mm-hmm. minimum right and uh, and that includes my first time, which was with my dad in the 70s. And I, I'm not sure if it was in the original run or not. I can't recall. I vaguely remember it being part of a double feature, if you can imagine my dad. I was a little kid, just so you don't think too poorly of my dad. When the scene came where his nose is sliced open, my dad reached over and covered my eyes, so I couldn't see it.
2: well (laughs) he's
1: he's a parent you know being responsible (laughs) right i
2: know it's always a tough moment for a parent to decide uh, how they're gonna play that one
1: yeah yeah um but that it sort of makes me think maybe it wasn't first run because he probably had already seen it oh i see what you're saying Yeah, or perhaps it was such a notorious scene that he knew it was coming up.
2: Or, you know, Polanski's such a good director, and, I mean, obviously it doesn't take much imagination to see that, you know, where that knife is going, that he could feel the tension before there was the moment of impact.
1: That's true. Right. You know what happens to uh, Nosy, what, what was the line? After...
2: Oh, God. Hey, um, Pussycat.
1: He, he, I think it was like, uh, you, know, uh, you know what's I, happened. I, along I'd the be
2: afraid that. to try to get it word yeah, perfect, okay. but, but I know okay. what you're talking about.
1: Sure, yeah. Where were we, though? I'm sorry. What was I trying to say? Oh, uh, oh yes, I remember. that. I've seen it. I watched it again a few days ago in anticipation of our conversation. And I have to say the first time, and maybe it goes to my age or something else, but I actually was brought to tears.
2: Wow. Well, for that's the first not time. some tell. Tell me about that actually, because that's not something you often hear about Chinatown.
1: No, but it was a very touching. Well, because it's so iconic, Sam, that we almost when you're going into it and you're watching it, especially with time and distance. Now, when somebody somebody is you know watching it, the expectations are so great. It, it has such a huge reputation, and it's so iconic. And I think people miss the small moments and the human performances that are in it.
0: Well, you know I mean, Cause
1: it, And it's so plot-driven. I mean, you know, it's noir, yeah. so it's... But we miss these human moments and the pain and everything that's in. And, and Faye Dunaway, I know that there was... She was difficult on the set, and your book goes into it a bit, and you still have much praise oh, for her, Oh, but she's too.
2: wonderful in the movie. She's I mean, she's so fantastic. Vulnerable. Oh, she's my so God. She's so vulnerable. Yes, yes.
1: And and there was a scene just with the two with Jack and her when they're having this moment and she's letting him in and she she's doting on him and I was just thought how it's just a beautiful moment I got choked up.
2: Wow, what so wait what moment was that? It At may the have been sex in the bathroom. Scene? Oh, the bathroom. I think it was, right, the bathroom it was pre, okay.
1: pre-coital, pre-coital.
2: Yeah. Okay, pre-co Okay, okay.
1: So there is foreplay going on in a sense, you know, yes. she's of course she's cleaning his nose and yes. you know. Yes. Yes. I think that's the moment that I I was just found myself moved by this time. But I, it's funny I had a similar reaction. How many times have you seen Midnight Cowboy?
2: Well, I would say a handful, but you know, I I but not recently enough to speak about it with any kind of in, insight.
1: Okay. Well, I saw it again. It came out on the Criterion Collection. I think a year or two ago. Right. And I watched. I got a copy. Uh, I got his nice copy and I, I put it on and i watched it and this was again a movie i'd seen at least a half a dozen times and this time i was moved by john Voigt. and i maybe it goes to his political uh position i'm not, well yeah that's than, not
2: easy that's not easy for any of us yeah <laughs> right who <laughs> love
1: john Voigt. and if, i it could also just be where i'm at in my life I'm, 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 or maybe it's just as a you know this point where I'm watching these movies that I grew up with and that I've seen so many times, and looking at them slightly differently than I ever have before. You know. Um,
2: well, that that yeah. happens. I mean, that happens. I mean, I remember when I remember my father. I remember my father showed me Casablanca when I was teenager, and I was like, "Yeah, okay." And he said, "Well, you're too young for this," and I resented that at the time, and um, I think he was right. I think, I think that is a legitimate impediment, uh, with some works of art. Um, um, now for instance, I just saw the, watch the black stallion again, the, 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 the Carol Ballard's movie that, I mean, I Coppola. you could, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Um, but, and I, you know, you could be any age and love that basically. But, um, I mean, as long as you're, you know, conscious and <laughs> competent, <laughs> you know, um, but uh, yeah, I think that uh, if you're too young, you sometimes it's too. Sometimes you don't you don't see it. How could you? How could you hmm. get? How could you get Last Tango if you were 12? I'd be would be afraid for you if you could. <laughs> <laughs> you, you shouldn't
1: you shouldn't understand why he's asking for the butter. You yeah no that, sh- sh- that should
2: be confusing. You should think that movie is about cooking. Are i they don't
1: toast or uh, what's going on here
2: yeah yeah i don't i don't exactly right, so mm. so, and Chinatown is a grown up movie, it is a grown up movie um for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is that it's complicated, it even on complicated. the plot level it's complicated, but emotionally well, it's complicated right, right. It's, well, yes yeah. of course, especially well it intertwines
1: the plot. because it intertwines your book does again a really really, i think a strong job of pulling and teasing out these, these uh, two plot lines. One is a political, let's say a broader sort of storyline, which is about the, the water in L.A. and uh, the politics behind all that. And then, of course, this personal story between Noah Cross and his daughter, uh, and, or, yeah, and uh, granddaughter. Um, yeah. And how these plots are intertwined. And then the peeling of layers, you know, as we get closer to the... The onion, the raw onion, or what have you. Um, yeah, you know, and we we learn as Jack Nicholson learns. It's a beautiful process. Yeah, Br- a brilliant one too. They just figured it out.
2: Say that part again.
1: Oh, they figured it out. They just figured it out. You know, um, uh, Town and, and Nicholson, they they and Polanski, they they figured out how to just present this film. Like you're watching it. It's always ja- It's always uh, get his, get his, uh, How do you? How would you say? <laughs> Giddes. Giddes' POV, and we're learning as he learns all the uh, various levels of this uh, story, and a uh, rather mystery. And Yeah. Um, it's yeah. Just, and I uh, just love how he comes around and the characters are brought back in, you know, the fake Mrs. Uh, Evelyn Mulray to um, Curly comes back in later with the wife with the black eye it's a just there's some brilliant touches that are so subtle you know I don't think I ever picked that up until I read your book and then I was watching it again the the black eye I was just it's just too much
2: well that's a good movie yeah that's a good movie
1: It is, exactly. And I think that's something that we've, you know, not to be the old crotchety guy, but I think we've lost a great deal of that.
2: Well, no, don't call yourself crotchety for for having a point of view that's completely reasonable. Yeah. And I think right. Obviously, I think right.
1: Yeah. You could have written, but what you prove with your book, again, I'm going to tell people it's called The Big Goodbye. It's coming out February 4th, 5th. What did you say? 4th. It's coming out February fourth by Flatiron Books, and that you could have actually written five books here, I think, or something like that, or four books. You could have written uh, a volume just about town, Robert Town. Sure. You could have written another about Bob Evans. You could have written, and all of them, you know, just because there's just so much. There's so much going. There's so much to tell. Thank you. you, Sure. Thank you. I don't know how you. The book is about three hundred plus pages. I don't know how you kept it that small, frankly.
2: Well, I I wasn't shooting for any length, um, and and just I can't explain why uh, my first draft came in at around this length. I mean, I think it was a little bit longer, but but not my not by much. Um, mm-hmm. It it ended up being born kind of kind of the right size.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I, again, I'm um, I'm not the typical. Well, I don't know person you're you know who you try to convince to buy because it's not too long you know I I could have taken another two hundred pages like I love three four hour movies if they're good I I could I have the patience for it you know and the appetite for it so I I don't represent the average person in that regard I'm sure
2: yeah unfortunately not I don't think. <laughs> right no, I know I that's don't true. Think so. when
1: well I I don't know if you told me but I'm gonna ask when was the first time. You were introduced to Chinatown, and what was that experience like?
2: God, you know, I I answered that question a while ago, and I can't remember. I mean, whatever it was, it was not memorable for me. And, and this goes back to what, what we were talking about earlier, because I was young enough that I didn't get what I was looking at. I mean, right. although—
1: no, no, I didn't either, yeah.
2: I, I, I will say that, um, and a tribute to Polanski's work, I did feel something— um uh um unsettling mm-hmm. i didn't know where it was coming from because i didn't understand the story i didn't understand the characters i mean i must have been 12 or something you know mm-hmm. i must right, i mean it was too. way too young way too young because right. i just watched everything i didn't care and so someone says oh chinatown and i go all right that's tonight and so um i didn't love it obviously but i i felt Something strange from the quality of the pictures and the quality of the sound, and I mean, that's a really that, that's a that's filmmaking right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, to answer your question, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember.
1: <laughs> wow, do you think it was in a movie theater?
2: Probably not. Oh right? no, 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 no. On VHS was, or something? Yes, yeah. Oh, it definitely was on VHS. So mm-hmm. it could have even have been. Pan and scan, you know the way oh we used goodness. to look. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. What a bad movie to see like that! Right?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Of course, of course. Um, um, but over the years, you know, one returns to these things, and the relationship, you know, with a good movie, as we as as we keep saying, your relationship with a with a great movie changes. It really mm-hmm. does change. If it truly is great, then you can't enjoy it all in one scoop, in one swallow, in, in one sitting, because you yourself are changing. So, you know, one, it, it would follow that you can't really love a great movie until you've reached, you know, your own nirvana. Um, and if you do, maybe the movie's not so great, because <laughs> maybe, maybe it's not as deep as you thought. I mean, you have to be deep to recognize deep is what I'm saying, and mm. and deep takes right. time, right? Deep takes time. Yeah,
1: I mean, how do you get deep? You watch movies like Chinatown, though, right? Because it's so. Which comes first, the chicken or the egg?
2: Well, that's that's fabulous. Yes, yes, and 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 for that reason, I'm all for you know showing showing kids movies that are slightly ahead of their emotional and intellectual. Um, um comfort zone I mean we were joking earlier about last Tango because it was an it's an absurd an absurd movie to talk about in that context um but uh, so I would never show that to a kid but um uh, yes if you just if you just challenge a young person by putting a movie r- little out a little out of their grasp then yeah that that could Urge their emotional maturity forward, if they ask the right yes. questions and in, in, yes. in the company of of a mature adult who's willing to pl- engage with them. Yeah, what a beautiful thought. I mean that 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 uh, it's it's a chicken in the egg. What a what a beautiful thing. I love that.
1: Yeah, I, I, that's true. I don't think I had that conversation after I saw it in the movie theater, but I was lucky to see it on movie theaters It was certainly not a pan and scan situation.
2: yeah, no, you don't want to do that
1: <laughs> a years ago, I'm going to say around ten years ago, the friend of mine talked me into taking Robert mcKee's seminar yeah on screenwriting seminar, and I don't know if you you did that did you take do you ever do that or did you know about it much?
2: i've 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 read it, I've never taken it.
1: Oh, you read the book, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, well, then I'm sure because I didn't read the book, but I, I, as you know, that Chinatown is one of the primary. What would you call him? Uh, uh, Models. Bench, yeah, his, he? He shows there's about three or four films that he keeps going back to that uh he where he says these are you know his favorite screenplays he thinks they are the the most brilliant screenplays and so Casablanca was one right and uh Chinatown and oh i i think uh what was the uh what was the Sidney Lumet film uh Paul Newman uh, The Verdict just, uh, The Verdict i don't know how i forgot that for a second but the the verdict was another there was probably one or two others but Chinatown definitely was, and he talked about it, and he talked about Noah Cross's need for immortality. Mm-hmm. That that the incest storyline was all mm-hmm. about immortality, mm-hmm. and I, of it just of course, you know, it's just a oh, I guess I can keep learning, you know, because <laughs> I hadn't thought about it on that level. Well, you know, I think it, it's
2: it, even simpler than that. I think you know, he 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 rapes the land and he rapes his daughter. Right. That's right. He is a he is a career rapist. A man
1: Um, of our time.
2: A man of our time, exactly. And that's another reason why I wrote the book. Now, I mean, that was is it really? That was an absolute conscious decision on my part.
0: I mean, when when Trump go ahead
2: when Trump won, I mean, I just remember thinking, God, who are the who are the models in movies? Who who are the precedents? for this kind of bad guy. And um, Noah Cross jumped into my consciousness almost immediately. Because the thing about Noah Cross is that not only is he so bad, he's plausibly bad, you know? He's not mythically bad like, um, you know, Darth Vader. Um, Or he's not even like... um, you know, playfully bad like Harry Lime, who's just as evil. This right. guy is so credibly bad. I mean, case in point: look where we are. Look where we are. Right. Um, so you know, um, he popped right. He popped right. In. And so, so I wrote the. Uh, so I said, "Oh my God, we're in Chinatown. We yeah. are in fucking Chinatown now." And even though you know they thought they were in Chinatown around the you know the Watergate, and they were in Chinatown. Obviously, you know, that was just a rehearsal for for what we're dealing with now. So, uh, a man for our time, as you say. Yep.
1: Wow. Yep. Wow. just had something. Oh, and I. It just as a side note, I was really tickled when I read about how John Huston, who plays Noah Cross, approached Jack Nicholson, who was at the time in a relationship with uh, John Huston's daughter, Angelica. Mm-hmm. And he says, are you sleeping with both of my daughters? Because, <laughs> of course, Giddis is sleeping with uh, Faye Dunaway's Evelyn Mulray, and who is, uh, of course, the daughter of No Cross. And, yeah, uh, no, there so-
2: was some real handy offstage um, uh, activity that uh, Nicholson, and, and I can't speak for Houston, but certainly Nicholson, could put into, uh, could put into the work. Yeah. I mean, it's a personal movie. That's part of what made writing about it so exciting is that, you know, um, and that's one of the reasons I'm interested in biography. You know, where does this come from? Where does Mm -hmm. art come from? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't think we'll ever have a definitive answer, but biography is one, one approach to that, to that question. And, um, I sort of wrote four mini-biographies, like you said, and this movie is the, the sum total of those biographies plus several others. Um, so the off, all the off-screen, personal, psychological, uh, biographical stuff around these guys is in this movie. Um, and I don't think we generally think about Chinatown that way. We think about the water, you know, we don't think about the the hearts and minds of these film of these filmmakers. Um, maybe Polanski people are easier to associate Polanski's private life with Chinatown, but but yeah. Evans is in there. Town, obviously, you know, as famously uh, native Angelino and longtime you know <laughs> L.A. Mm-hmm. nostalgic. Um, but uh, Evans and um, Evans and Jack are are in there in a profound way too. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Well, the book is coming out February 4th, and are you going on a little bit of a book tour? You're, it's being how, how planned right going? now. I see. Mm-hmm.
2: But there will be L.A. and there will be New York for sure, and um, I, 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 it's, it's slowly unfolding.
1: Well, you know, you should be doing a, um, a screening, um, I'm sure, the Museum of the Moving Image. That's a great—you
2: know what? We're doing it—oh, I, I think it's called Nighthawk—
1: Yes, uh, the Nighthawk in Park Slope or uh, yeah. Williamsburg, do you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think it's Williamsburg.
1: Yeah, that's the original one. I that's think it's Williamsburg. Uh, I haven't
2: been there, but everyone says, I mean, everyone loves it. I'm so I'm excited to, to get over there. But that's happening. I think that's on the, oh, God, I'm going to say 10th of February. Okay. Yeah.
1: I'll put that in the... Uh...
2: Yeah, you should come, too, obviously. I mean, you know, although you've seen it, you're probably Chinatown out.
1: I can't sit through that, Drek, one more time. (laughs) I'm going to pull my hair out. No, I I mean, well, it's been a long time since I've seen it on a big screen, I will say that much, so it just depends. But I loved it. I watched it, as I said, I think I streamed it off of Amazon Prime, and I have a I have a copy, but it's not in my my apartment at the moment. But I I just ended up thinking I'll just watch some scenes, or I'll shuttle through it. You know, yeah, yeah. But I, I I was riveted. I just sat and watched the whole thing straight through, and I loved it. And it was as though it was my first time seeing it. I watched it with new eyes this time because I guess I knew we were going to be talking. I was kind of looking at it a little bit for sure. talking points. Yeah, and I had listened to the audio commentary twice. And of course, I read your book.: Thank so, you.: Yeah, thank you. So you'll be in here. We'll, we'll post that these are dates, and we'll promote the dates in, Cool uh, as soon as we have uh, all the details. Cool.: And yeah, for sure. And then I'll definitely, we'll definitely meet up. And I'm looking forward to getting an actual, you know, the real book. Because I have a, uh, I guess a, what do they call them? Uh, advanced reader or whatever. Yeah, guess, you, you have a, a I, galley, right?
2: You have a galley. A galley. Yeah, yeah you want a proper book, of course.
1: <laughs> yeah, I found I, I marked it up, and I'm sending it back with my uh, corrections. But uh... okay.
2: okay. <laughs> Hopefully, we could, we got <laughs> enough of them on our own.
1: Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's a terrific book. It's so entertaining. It's a, it's, a, it is essential reading. I know that sounds like a, a like a grab uh, quote, uh, but but it's I'll take um, it. Thank you. <laughs> it's essential reading for anybody, and a lot of people that listen to this show are filmmakers or cinematographers or editors or you know actors. And this is obviously gonna. I'm glad I find, I'm letting some of them know about this book.
2: Thank you. They should
1: pick up a copy. Thank a- you ASAP. You're welcome. This is how many how many books does this make? Five. How many of you, were in, you wrote Six books. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I know you wrote one on Audrey Hepburn.
2: Yep. Uh, Breakfast
1: at Tiffany's. Yep. Um, was that the same book or is that a separate book?
2: Same book. That's one book. Same, that
1: makes sense. And uh, that's what is called Fifth, Fifth Avenue? Avenue Five A.M. Oh, that's the full title. Excuse me. Yeah. Fifth Avenue Five A.M. Audrey yeah. Hepburn at Tiffany's. Right. Right. Br- yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Basically. Yeah.
1: And the Dawn of the Modern Woman. That's, that's a long the title. One.
2: That's the one. It is a long title, I know, but it sold well.
1: I don't doubt it. She's one of those people. If you write <laughs> yeah. a book about Audrey Hepburn, <laughs> yeah. people will buy the book. It's like I, if you wrote a book, you can write a book about Marilyn Monroe and people are going to buy the book.
2: I know. Well, maybe I should do one about the two of them. Interesting. No, I don't think so. Enough has been said. Unless it's, there's some uh, giant uh, scoop uh, that I don't know about. <laughs> Well, more comes
1: out all the time. Uh, whether it's yeah. true or false, I don't yeah. know. But anyway, I'm not going to ask you for specifics because I know you can't say. But I don't know if you had maybe some new something new percolating.
2: Well, the only thing I've percolating right now are are my guests coming over, so I've got to get my oh, steak right. and salad ready.
1: That's right. So
2: <laughs> that's what well, I have if, to attend to.
1: Okay. If anything goes awry, just blame the podcast. Okay,
2: I will do that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: All right, well, we'll talk soon. Thank good good you. Good luck sir. with everything. Thank you. Thank you everybody we'll be back next week of course with another episode of the podcast until then please do take care of yourselves and the ones you love